listening to Robert's Dopey Theme Park Comedy Podcast. Robertland. Hello, this is Disneyland. Hello? Hello, sir. How may I help you on this magical day? Hello, yes, I'm on dialysis. Uh, dialysis. Well, we... We're, you're calling Disneyland. Are you sure you got the right number, sir? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to reach the dialysis land. Uh, well, uh, uh, we can't help you with that, sir, uh, yeah. but... You guys can't help me with, with my dialysis? Well, I'd love to, to give you a, a, a number or something, but we do not offer dialysis services. We are an amusement park, a world-famous amusement park, Disneyland, you know, with Mickey Mouse, Walt Disney. My, well, my insurance, they sent me here. They said if I got an issue with my dialysis, I call you guys. Well, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, this is not... We have nothing to do with dialysis, although we do accept your, your money. <laughs> you said what? Oh, sir, I was just cracking a joke there about taking your money. We we are Disneyland, the theme park, you know. It's it's a small world of teacups. We, we have nothing to do with dialysis, honey. Okay, well, you, uh, man, well, you guys are open right now? We're going to open up with the social distance measures. So we're slowly opening up. Don't tell me about that crap. Are you going to make me wear a mask to go on your theme park? Well, yes. We want to help spread, stop the the spread of the coronavirus. I mean, look, I'll give you guys my money. I'll come to your theme park. I mean, honestly, if I'm going to be sitting here needing dialysis, I may as well have a good time of it, you know. But I'll tell you, I'm not going to put a mask on my face. Well, sir, that wouldn't be uh, very safe, especially for a man of your age. You sound like an older gentleman, and we would hate for... Damn right. We would hate for you to... Uh, something to happen. I got quite a few pre-existing conditions as well. And if well, I'm willing to risk it for a biscuit, you know what I mean? I mean, come on. Well, sir, we do have biscuits, but... Uh, you know, I'm sorry we cannot help you. We do not have any help with dialysis patients. But uh, I hope you have a magical day. If you feel like coming, just you, you have to wear a mask. All right, look, you know, I'll put a mask on, but am I allowed to bring my AR rifle to your theme park, an open carry theme park? <laughs> Sir, no, you may not bring an automatic weapon. That is very funny, though. Well, it's not full auto. I mean, come on. Well... I do find you uh, very intriguing, sir. Do you date younger women? Younger, older? I mean, hey, you know, wh- whoever I find, I mean. Do you have a lot of. Looking to, to find them. Do you, you know, do you have a lot of money, sir? Not really. I, I, I don't really believe in forms of fiat currency, to be honest. And I generally keep pretty off the grid. You know, I'm a little resentful of having to deal with the whole health system. I mean, I've been trying to treat this whole, uh, well, dialysis thing with just uh, rocks, brain salt, what have you. But um, I keep pretty, I get pretty much to myself. I'm somewhat of a loner, but, um, you know, I'm always, hey, I'm single and not opposed to mingling. 
Well, you sound like you 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 don't have enough money for me to be interested, but you do sound like a sweet man. And I, you know, I was about to give you my WhatsApp, but it's all right. Maybe someday you'll find that that woman. But for now, um, I don't do WhatsApp, but I'd love to see some pictures on Telegram. Well, I do not know how to do that. Is that some sort of app? Uh, I do have. Yeah, it's a little more encrypted. Okay, because I do have a few uh, boyfriends in the Philippines. They're in the Marines, and I'm helping them get to the United States. But they don't really oh, reply anymore. Right. They just take my money. I don't know if you have the same problems. They're doing a lot of great stuff over there. Yes, I I am a big fan. You know what, sir? You have taught me something right now. You have taught me that love does not... Love and possession and materialism do not go together. It's about what's in the heart. It doesn't matter. Damn right. Yeah, it doesn't matter how old you are, decrepit or geriatric you are. It doesn't matter how... All the above. ...feeble you are. I mean... I could probably break you, sir. I've got curves, but you have shown me... Yeah, you know what? I think I'm just going to take everything and run away with you, sir. Well, that's well... you don't happen to know anything about this whole dialysis situation, though? Or can't, can't refer to anybody in the theme park for me? No, no medics on board at the theme park? You're listening to the Fuck Yeah Nation Network. Welcome to Robert Land. That's right, your favorite not safe for work comedy theme park podcast. And I'm your host, Robert Thompson, comedian, musician, theme parkologist, doofus. What's up, my fellow theme park Peters and Patricias? Really jazzed up the wazoo for this episode. We have a great guest from HBO Silicon Valley, Aristotle Theris. Surely no one has made this analogy before in the history of language, but life is a wild ride. And uh, I hope all y'all's are staying safe during all the major fucking cray-cray going on. We just want to provide you with some fun and lighthearted escapism here. Although we do talk about theme parks and, well, life in general, so there are no limits to where we can plunge on this squash-buckling adventure of a goddamn show this here be. But uh, when I started recording these interviews for this podcast, I had knocked out literally a million. So I've had like a Tupac vault size uh, of unheard interviews and this particular interview was back in late January of this year which feels like a millennia ago but boy howdy was a blast not only is Aristotle on Silicon Valley he's a member of Goatface one of my favorite sketch groups around with some real killers like Assam Minaj, Fahim Anwar, Asif Ali they got a great special on Comedy Central you should check out like immediately um, I've been a big fan of Aristotle after seeing his stuff through our mutual friend, John Shevsky. And uh, Aristotle used to do a lot of character stuff in his stand-up, and I've always admired that. And this was my first time really sitting down with the fella, so, you know, we go into talking to a lot of inside baseball with this one, like comedy and, uh, of course, life and some theme parks. But uh, it was a personal treat of mine uh, to sit down and shoot the poop with the A-man. 
Uh, he sure is fabulous, you know. He's a comedy director as well. He has directed some comedy specials for Ian Edwards and some other great content for uh, all things comedy. And uh, not only do we have Aristotle as our guest on this one, but we have some other very stupendous special guests. We have TikTok Russia superstars Laurie Roggenkamp and Zach Hillman for amusement park trivia around McGee thing and some theme park memories, and mucho, mucho more. So this one is definitely an epic Titanic-length episode, guys, full of Rose McGowan's boobs and Leo dying at sea. For now, here's a special message from one of my comedy heroes, Todd Glass. Robert, you're like, where's Todd? Wait, what happened to Todd? What happened to him? What happened to Todd? Uh, how you doing? You good? You're good? Well, let's do first things first. You wish me, you asked me to wish you a happy August. I'll do more than that. Of course I'll do more than that. Jennifer, whenever you're ready on the piano, please. Robert, happy August to Robert. Happy August to Robert. Happy August, happy August. <coughs> happy August to you. Now, whenever you get depressed, you can play this. Happy August to Robert. Happy August to Robert. Happy August, happy August. You wrap it up. All right, there you go. Right? That's good. Sorry, my voice is a little, uh, I haven't been uh, doing my vocal exercises. And you said uh, you want me to do something uh, for your theme park, uh, uh, share, a, share a quick theme park memory. I got a theme park memory. I don't know if it's the best one in the world for your, for your dopey comedy theme park podcast. Nothing's dopey, Robert. I like theme parks. Whenever I drive by a theme park, I always want to go. Like, even if it's, like, even if it's, uh on the side of the road. Well, that's an amusement park. You're talking about a theme park. Wow, theme park. Do I have any theme park stories? Hey, look, two things. One, I forgot to mention is up front. I hope it's not too dark. If it is, I'll redo it for you. Or if I don't have a theme park uh, story. See, I was thinking amusement park, but theme park. Theme park would be, well, I remember once going to, uh, I guess it was both. It was a theme park and, because it was was Great Adventure in New Jersey. That's a theme park, right? Is it? Hmm, not sure. Uh, But I went with um, my friend's parents. And my friend wanted me to go. He's like, hey, can Todd come with us? I was probably in sixth grade, fifth grade. And uh, we went. I didn't want to go on any rides because uh, they made me nauseous. And I, you know, told his dad, I said, I don't really want to go on any rides. So since he was paying for everybody's rides, he just gave me, he goes, well, here's, I think he gave me like 20 bucks or 15 or whatever it was. And I was just buying food. 
And then nobody else wanted to go on rides. They were like, well, we all want to get money and go on rides. And then the mom goes, because they had already bought some tickets to the rides, I guess. But then we found out we could use those tickets to also buy food, because you had to go take the money and buy. This is making any sense. So nobody wanted to go on any rides. So all we did, everyone was happy uh, to go around and just eat. And the dad uh, told me for years that I ruined the whole trip, affectionately. He goes, oh, Todd Glass, look at him. The guy that ruined our trip to Great Adventure. And that's my, um, that's my theme park story for you. I can give you a little, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you a little uh, intro for your show. By the way, there is a pandemic. I'm bored out of my mind. Can you tell I'm not in a hurry? Uh, you're listening to, I'll give you one of those you're listening to, but it's not your dopey comedy theme park. It's just, it's, uh, the show is called, what's it called? Uh, Robert's, uh, Rock Theme Park, da-da-da-da-da-da, hold on, just stay with me. I wish you a happy August. And then it says, uh, I, and, uh, for my dopey comedy theme podcast. You're listening to Robert's Dopey Theme Park Comedy Podcast. Robert Land. You're listening to Robert Land. You're listening to Robert Land. Make sure you're tall enough to come on the ride. And you are ready to listen to Robert Land. Pretty good, right? Well, guess what? It's that time that we have to say goodbye. Why do I hear feedback? Oh, it's me. It's this mic. A lot of stuff going on here. All right, well, listen. I hope you're doing well. And I hope I gave you something. Did I give you something? Something worth using? What else do I have here? Do I have any bells and whistles I could use? I thought I did. No, maybe I don't. Um, you know what I'll do? I'll end by singing happy birthday to you. Well, and notice it's probably somewhat like the first theme. So, here we go. Jennifer, because your birthday's going to come up. Maybe if this wasn't, maybe if I fucked up the whole Robert Land thing, I want to know the difference between a theme park and an amusement park. I mean, I can guess, but I'm not positively right. But here we go. Jennifer, whenever you're ready. Todd knocked out of the pack. I had hit up Mizura Glass to do a theme park memory, and he gave us something special of, like, Moby Dick Oprah-sized proportions. Please hit up that legend for a cameo, and he'll make you feel like a thousand Monopoly dollars. I fucking love him. Uh, and now for my favorite segment of the show, where you, our legions of listeners, send in your theme park memories. So enjoy your theme park memories. Theme Park Memories. Hey, Robert, love the show. One time I was on a Ferris wheel trying to juggle babysitting two kids, eating the clam chowder bread bowl, smoking a cigarette, 
learning French, juggling balls. I'm like, what am I, a human octopus or something? Well, au revoir. Theme park memories. Hello, Robert. Uh, happy August. You wanted me to say that. And I hope you have one, because it's been uh, poo-poo-pee-pee-butt before August. Hopefully it turns around. Anyways, thanks for uh, asking me to do this. A theme park memory I have. Um, there's a place in Toronto called Canada's Wonderland, and we went there for a grade 12 grad trip. And on the way there, everyone's like singing in the bus, all excited. And I was getting quite a headache. I asked everyone to be quiet. No one did. Anyways, we get there, and it's the biggest storm in the entire world. And they like lock all these high school kids in. And they're like, we're not coming back till 6 a.m. People flipped out. They were like climbing out. I tried going on a ride. I remember it felt like there were like daggers in my eyeballs because like the rain was hitting so hard. Anyways, it was a nightmare, and I was sopping wet for about seven, eight hours, everyone got very sick. So then the bus ride home, everyone was very upset. And I thought, well, now's a good time to get everybody back. So I started singing at the top of my lungs just to piss everybody off. They were not happy, I almost got beat up, but it was a really fun memory. Hope you have a nice day, bye. Theme park memories. Hi, um, so yeah, as most of you know, um, you already know this, I, I have um, TBS, uh, tiny bladder syndrome, and it, it uh, only affects one out of five million people and it's, so it's very very rare but we have bladders about the size of a small um uh, like a coin purse not but not a regular person's coin purse but like what like a, a cabbage patch kid or a uh, large barbie doll would have as a coin purse that's the size of my bladder so as you probably have already guessed if you have any intelligence about you you would know that i, I have to urinate quite frequently and i was at the legal land uh amusement park and uh, you know, it was a very hot day and um, I had drank uh, quite a bit of water and uh, I was walking by uh, one of the Lego fixtures that's made out of uh, quite a few uh, quite a few yellow blocks and the yellow blocks uh, mischievously stimulated my mind and they almost forced me to have to uh, urinate and so I walked over to the nearest employee and he was about um, I don't know five to fifteen feet away and he was very far away from me what I I fear for the amount of people that go to the park and what you pay for the park I would think there would be more employees that would be more eager to help but I that's not the problem here the, the main problem here is that I walked up to him and I looked at his name tag and his name tag said Aristotle and I thought oh good I'm saved because Aristotle is, is a polymath he's one of the most intelligent people in all of history so there must be some similarity between this man all, all logic would define me and I would be so surprised if he wasn't extremely intelligent as well. Well, he didn't seem to have very much intelligence in telling me where the bathroom was, because I said to him, where is the nearest restroom? And he didn't answer. And I said it again, where is the nearest restroom, dammit? And then I realized I didn't say it out loud. I had said it in my head. And so he did not answer me. And I ended up happy. I just, I went in my pants and I told him, I said, I just peed my pants because you didn't tell me where the restroom was. And he said, you didn't say anything. And I said, I peed my pants because of you. And then he looked down and he said, you didn't pee your pants because there's no marking on my pants. You see, my bladder is so small that you can't see the, the if I urinate my pants, it won't go, it, it, does, it won't exit me undies. Um, I wear me undies because they're very comfortable and they, they don't chafe. They're, they're perfect for me. And, um, it's very frustrating, though, that I, I peed and he didn't believe me. And so he said, you didn't pee your pants again. And I said, I did pee my pants. And I'm still um, dealing with this, this post-traumatic stress disorder from this day. Um, it's, it's quite an issue in my life. And I'm, I'm just very disappointed in Aristotle. Theme Park Memories.
Oh boy, those theme park memories just tug at the heartstrings. They gonna make me cry at Justin Timberlake-sized river. Now you turd suckers and yellow belly pansy apples ready to challenge your theme park knowledge along with Zach Hillman and Lori Roggenkamp? Well, your dumb sloth-looking idiot who should have been aborted asses can now do that with these comedians with the theme park trivia quiz with Zach and Lori. Enjoy. How's it going, Lori and Zach? Oh, it's going great. Trying to fix lighting issues. Hey, hey. Oh, you're all right, man. I don't. I don't know if you're gonna use the video. Now, my... now I look like I'm telling a ghost story. Now yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's perfect. Just. Do you have any ghost face... stories, Zach? Uh, yeah. There was um, the call was uh coming from inside the house. It was from the hook in the door. Yeah. Oh gosh. Scary. You, you stuff, hit all those, all those points that are usually in horror stories very quickly. I, I like that. You got right yeah. to the juice. No, no setup, no exposition, just. <laughs> yeah, it's just the scariest part. ADD world, we need that, you know. Um, I know. Lori, do you have any friends that like really believe in ghosts? No judgment, if if you do as well. I don't know. Yeah, my girlfriend. My girlfriend is a huge. Uh, she loves um, anything spiritual. She's really into. Mm. So uh, I'm a I'm a, like a very big cynic. So when I first started, we first started dating, I would kind of rib her about it and be like, "Oh, maybe there's a ghost in the car." Um, and she <laughs> she did not like that. So I was like, "Oh." So she's forcing me to be more positive about it. But uh, yeah, she uh, she she believes in ghosts and and apparitions and all that nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to this. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I can be a little bit more cynical. <laughs> no, it's funny because my dad is like the most cynical person about most things, but for some reason, I always catch him watching those ghost shows. Like he's yeah. always watching them, and it's always like I was in the downstairs and I thought I heard my uncle in the upstairs playing the banjo. It, it's all yeah. I don't know. He's been yeah. playing for seventeen years. Last Thursday, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's always yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. There's no. A, a podcast that I really like that had a funny episode where they basically were kind of like that, where they, they played a game of like ghosts or molested, where they were just like, <laughs> was it a ghost? Is it a ghost story or were you just molested as a child and you're repressing it? <laughs> I was laying in my bed and my the ghost of my uncle came in the room, but shockingly, he I didn't know he was dead yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> you were probably molested. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of traumatic, a lot of traumatic stuff that we might just replace with, you know, Casper. But uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, but I will say, Casper, I do believe in the aliens. Ghost. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Casper mm -hmm. was a cold creeper. Uh, I do He's believe in. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of time with children, don't you think? Yeah. For someone hey, that's been dead hundreds of years. Yeah. Well, yeah. wait. So yeah, is Casper like? I mean, this is very weird to go into. If a if it's legal for a ghost to get with other ghost children, because he's a child, right? Like he died. We don't have to go into it. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But is well, he does, stuck? At does his mental time? maturity stay at like the? How old was he when he was died? Like ten. Yeah. So yeah, that's like on the cusp of maybe beginning to have sexual experiences. So I mean. In a hundred years, you can like learn a lot. I don't think you stay at the same maturity level once you die. You certainly have new. Well, I have a 
I have a thing to posit, you guys, because this came up in a show I was watching. So let's say you meet somebody, okay? And let's just let's just say across the board, vampires are real. Okay. Let's just yeah. let's just put ourselves in that world. Vampires are no, real. No, that's fact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So okay. <laughs> I'm stating the obvious. Um <laughs> you meet somebody and you have a connection, you're like, oh, I really like this person, but they're a 13 year old girl, but they've been alive for like 1200 years or some ridiculous amount of time. Uh, now, is that the kind of thing where you're like, maybe, or you're like, well, I don't know. You're still like, the body of a girl. Are, are you talking about like, oh, you're just really attracted to her character and her personality? Or are you like, yeah, she's yes. kind of bored. That's fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, yeah. yes, it's totally different. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess if your first thought is like, that body be banging, then maybe no. But <laughs> oh, yeah, she hasn't hit puberty yet. That's Have you ever seen yeah. uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, there's okay. this one joke where they like, they turned a, a baby into a vampire and they're just like, what did it they treat it like a war crime because it's like this is never going to get older it's just always going to be a baby vampire yeah <laughs> and it, does, it has no idea what's going on it's always a baby <laughs> but it needs to suck human blood to live like yeah it's yeah. Well, so think, crazy I think, yeah i think that that's uh that's probably like even though someone's 13 but they're like hundreds of years old I think the dude. That's yeah. I can't get over that. That's not so. I don't know if I could ever do that. I think that's. Like I couldn't do it. Yeah, I know. I think yeah. because it. I look. I think you could be great friends with that person. Yeah. But I yeah. think in order to to cross the bounds to a sexual relationship, you would have to find a thirteen year old's body sexually attractive. Yeah, and yeah no, that's the thing. The, well, across well, the board, never. Like, will let's find talk it. about novels. Let's play chess. Let's enjoy a nice yes. cup of tea together. Let's keep yeah. all our clothes on. This yes. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would yeah. get weird beyond that threshold, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, this is definitely not a Roman Plansky uh, movie, or actually, no, real life. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know. I don't know what he does. Last Tango bad. in Transylvania. Really cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. So, um, on that note, let's talk about theme parks. <laughs> Yay! All right. A so, lot of thirteen-year-olds are getting it. Are getting oh, I know. Oh, I think so. They're uh, well. They're the ones doing the diddling, so I don't. I don't think yeah. it's illegal in that case. They're, no. Well, going with that express purpose in mind. So. Oh man, it's this is crazy because uh, Lori's worked at theme parks. Zach, you you're you know you you're very knowledgeable of of some theme parks. So I thought it'd be fun to do a little theme park trivia and try to. You know, I don't expect you guys to get all of these, but, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Let's see. But this, uh, I'm going to give you a few questions, A, B, C, D. And you're going to tell me which one you think is real. Pretty simple. Uh, so this first one is, what is the fastest ride at Disneyland? Is it A, I know it. Hyperspace Mountain, B, Splash Mountain, C, Indiana Jones, or D, Matterhorn Bobsleds? Ooh, I thought I knew it. I thought it was something different. So Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Indiana Jones, or, or Matterhorn? Ooh. Because, like, Matterhorn gives you, that gives you uh, whiplash. Like, I thought I it was like going to die. It does. 
Yeah. It does, but it's it's tighter turns. I think it just creates more G's because the turn the track is so narrow and windy. Yeah. And are we talking about on... are we talking about regular ride speed or vehicle conveyance top speed? I think it's just the ride, like how fast it goes. Like Okay. Oh. I I would <sighs> I'm gonna cancel out Indiana Jones and Splash Mountain just because you have to stop for things. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like they they would slow it down so you could like see like the Indiana Jones thing with the boulder, you know you have to yeah. stop for that. So it seems like that would slow things down. I'm gonna say Space Mountain. Okay, I'm Space gonna. Mountain. I think Space Mountain might have the same thing going on as Matterhorn, where you feel like you're going faster than you actually are. Oh, okay, that, that just makes it really hard to gauge how fast it is. Um. Oh. I'm going to say Space Mountain 2. I'm going to say Space Mountain 2. Okay, so, well, I've got the, the answer right here. And it is, you are both wrong. <laughs> and okay. it is so surprising, though, because I thought the same thing when I found this out. I was like, what? So, I this is based on, um, and I could have said this is before, but, like, how fast, no, dude, it's Splash Mountain gets what? the fastest. What? And you know no why? Way. It's because of the drop. I guess the drop goes. It's oh, mass, like, okay. And then like the the um, like there's that there's the because I was the so, only was, one with a, with a major was, drop element to it. Yeah, That's true. I was, oh, yeah. Gosh. I was confused by that. I was like, what? That was the last choice of those. So. You know what? That actually kind of makes sense because it it needs to be fast so you don't go, wait, is this based off a racist movie? You know, you need to kind of keep keep it going and keep it moving. So yeah, yeah, I get that. Well now well now they're replacing it with Princess and the Frog. So yeah. Now they gotta make it go fast for the rednecks that are like, wait, is this because of woke culture? What are these black people doing on my rod? I don't like this. (laughs) It's just going to literally be a drop. That's all it's going to be. (laughs) I know you guys enjoy films as well. Uh, And Mm -hmm. this one is kind of movie based. So what movie rides or what movies have had rides based on them? Um, A, Falling Down with Michael Douglas. (laughs) Rides or attractions, by the way. It's a little more broad. Okay. (laughs) A, Falling Down with Michael Douglas. Uh, B, The Notebook, C, Top Gun, or D, Nutty Professor? I'm going to say... Can we say... just pick whichever ones we think are... Which one you like, think we check... is an attraction based off of Oh, I would love it if it was falling down. I would love it if it's just <laughs> white guy aggro. I would love to see like seven Eddie Murphy animatronics like, put some old chicken on your plate type of... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make an interesting dark ride experience, I think. Yeah, but, well, the farting, yeah. too, would probably make it. Oh, yeah. 40 <laughs> It'd be like well, that that imagination ride at Disney World where they just pump fart yes. oh, yeah. perfume into the ride, and they're like, And you feel it. And, the, thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel it on the back of your legs. You're like, what? <laughs> they're just <laughs> blowing hot air on the back of your neck, like, oh, yeah, plump farts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What were the options again? So the options were Nutty Professor, Top Gun, The Notebook, and Falling Down. And the way that I laughed during The Notebook might cancel that out. I mean, that's... Damn, I was almost almost gonna guess that because I was like, I feel like any Asian country would make a notebook dark ride. Well, yeah, like, how romantic, what a special story. Yeah, I could see that that being in like a, yeah, uh, 
I don't know. So yeah, Nutty Professor, Top Gun, Notebook, Falling Down. Which one do you think had an attraction at one time? I think it's got to be Top Gun. That's. I'm gonna say Nutty Professor actually, just because I want it to be true. Yeah. All right. Well, so Zach got it on that one, obviously. Hey. But I knew that that Nutty Professor would throw you off because I could totally see that being like a Universal Studios, like, oh, meet Sherman Clump and yeah. there's a stage show and there's farting or whatever. But yeah, it, no, Top Gun, there actually uh, was a ride in uh, the Great America, the, whatever, oh. wherever that is in Northern California. I guess it's, I, it's not it's like south of the Bay Area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it's like south it was, of San Jose too. Yeah. Oh, I think it is San Jose. Wow. I don't know. The theme park people are going to be really upset with me, but whatever. <laughs> They're Sorry. screaming at their, okay. their phones or wherever they listen to this. Like and comment below. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's somewhere. In all fired and, and for a long time, Paramount owned like the, a lot of theme parks and it was weird. It was like in the nineties when Disney and universal had success. So everyone else wanted to get in on it. So Paramount, it's, Santa Clara. Uh, Santa Clara. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, uh, I, yeah, it's weird because there's some of the rides that they chose were really bizarre. Top Gun makes sense. It's a roller coaster. It's still there, but it has like a different name because Paramount doesn't have anything to do with it. So it's called Second like, gun. yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> air trip or it's just a really generic, yeah. like, yeah, airplanes. But yeah, the, the <laughs> Maverick. Uh, like yeah. bottom, like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like bottom paintball or something. Like that. Like, <laughs> well, Airsoft gun, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I guess like uh, they had a th some of the rides though that are really bizarre is like there's an Italian job based ride at one of the Paramount <laughs> parks, which is so weird. And of course, Wayne's, so yeah, Wayne's World. There's a lot of rides that are like, this is pretty awesome that I, I didn't know existed. But uh, yeah, so it was yeah. Top Gun. Uh, okay, this one's, I this one will definitely, I mean, you might get it because I think you guys know enough about Disneyland to maybe get this one, but it's kind of tricky. I, I, I got it somehow and I don't know how. Okay, what is the name of the abominable snowman on the Matterhorn at Disneyland? Is it A, Henry, B, Fritz? C, Joy Buttafuoco, or D, Harold. <laughs> like the Joy Buttafuoco thing, I, I do too. That's such a like way to bring back a reference that David Letterman drove into the ground 25 <laughs> years ago. Thank you for that moment of insider baseball comedy. Thank you. Yeah. That's uh, what were the options again? Okay, so Joey Buttafuoco, Harold, Fritz. <laughs> And Henry. That's such a fun name to say. Joey Buttafuoco. Okay. So Fritz, Henry, or Harold? Is that which one of those? I think Fritz. That sounds familiar to me. Sounds like you could be at a where where are they? Sweden, Germany? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the Alps. So I'm offending my like heritage or something. I don't know. <laughs> like everyone around there speaks German mostly, even or in like northern Italy and Switzerland. Switzerland, Austria, anywhere that has Alps, they pretty much are like mountain folk speaking German. And they so. all take, re they all uh, use Ricoli, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. They're all just blowing into that horn all day. Yeah. Worst so, advertising campaign of all time. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm torn between Henry and Harold because Henry is kind of like a version of Harold. So 
I don't know. I'll, I think I still go with Harold because I feel like I could argue my case that Henry also works if, if I can. Yeah, yeah. And that's a, that's a, it's a good homage to Del Close, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't oh, know. yeah, the Harold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what would, uh, what, what would your, your option, uh, your choice be, Zach? Oh, I said Fritz. Fritz, okay. Final uh, answer for you. So, all right. Well, the name of the bombable snowman on the Matterhorn is Harold. So, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally thought it was going to be Fritz. Yeah. So. I, don't know. I, I originally thought it was Joey Botafuco, but I was wrong, um, sadly. <laughs> that would be but, great. Yeah. So this, yeah. Is, this is a big finale, guys, and probably my favorite question Ooh. of uh, all of these. How many babies have been born inside of Disneyland? <laughs> Uh, oh. All right. A, 25, B, 32, C, 2, or D, 4. All right. You know what would be, just to go back to the Joey Buttafuoco thing, um, yeah. <laughs> because I feel like Not I have this to get my question. I know I'm going to get this one wrong. Uh, it would be fun if they totally made that the ride because then you could just, it could be like, find where the penis is. Like, just, <laughs> just be like different. Dickies, yeah. yeah. Hidden dickies. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and uh, then you get like slapped with one while you're doing it, while you're making a turn. It's pretty, I think that'd be pretty great. Yeah. And then for, for, uh, for Halloween, they, they have a layover where it's John Wayne Bobbitt, the ride. Which just severed penises that fly at you. That'd be yeah. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. John Wayne Bobbitt's the penis. I thought jo- so. Joey Buttafuoco would be like, uh, I, I, you know, the wife. It would be like trying somebody, to shoot his right? wife. Yeah. So wasn't Joey Buttafuoco the one where his girlfriend shot his wife? So he was, he was like a, a sleazeball and he was like sleeping around and then the, the, the girl shot his wife. I, for, I forget her yeah. name, but. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things that we just heard about yeah. as kids all the time and didn't understand. It was just a funny what a, name. What a yeah. funny name. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Yeah. It's got every, yeah. every single funny sound in it. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Just great. No wonder. Well, no wonder uh, it got overused. The, the Botafuco babies that were never born because of people being shot. What, uh, what, how many babies do you guys think have been? Uh, what were the numbers again? It was 25, 32, 1, or 4. I mean, I'm going to say, because I feel like Disneyland would want to get those people out of there as soon as possible. So I'm going to say, like, I'm going to say 1. I'm going to say, like, they they seem like the kind of people who are like, we don't want you to be born. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking. It usually takes a while to have a baby. And I know there's yeah. a big thing in Disneyland where they they have EMTs on site to like rush you off so that you don't die in Disneyland and stuff like that. So I assume they have a similar protocol with uh, with pregnancies. Um, although maybe yeah. knowing Disneyland, they might also just have like a fucking delivery room, you know. That could be true. <laughs> Yeah. Underneath the Country Bear Jamboree, who the fuck yeah. knows? Because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's also shrouded in mystery, right? Um, yeah. But I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess four because there are some happy little accidents that just can't be avoided. Well, all right. So uh, you're right, sir. It's been four babies been born. Hey, really? Property. Yep. Which is crazy. Uh, yeah. So four babies. 
I, I was with you guys with that. I can't see that many babies being born there because they're so weird about stuff at Disneyland. Like, yeah. But yeah, because like when people die at Disneyland, they don't want them to be declared dead. So they get them like off property like yeah. as soon as possible. So yeah, it's, it is for babies. And now the bigger question though is how many babies have been conceived? Probably uh, more than that. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Probably <laughs> and, 400. Yeah, 400 yeah. babies. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they used to have that ride called Money Shot Mountain, you know? There, yes. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. <laughs> there were some accidents on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, well, I, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if those four were like maybe in like the early days when they didn't realize how popular it was going to be, and they maybe didn't think like, oh, people might need medical attention while they're here, and so they like just sort of slid it under the door, and then they were like, oh, we got to make sure we have. EMTs on site so that we I don't know we don't fuck up yeah see you're you're thinking it more from a professional point of view I'm thinking more from a very ruthless like they're like these assholes think that if they have give birth in Disneyland then the baby will get like a all, yeah like a free pass to Disneyland for life or something like oh, they yeah. think it like <laughs> we don't so they're like, we don't want yeah. having Disney citizenship all of a sudden yeah. we don't want any anchor Disney babies yes. Yes. <laughs> we, we know that they had to pay tickets that day be like man this is beautiful uh the baby's not free uh, yeah like, yeah they like yeah, probably want to charge the baby yeah, uh yeah. to be like to get admitted but yeah i i just imagine them being like we don't want any we don't want any part of this like if yeah. a pregnant woman drops water on the floor they're like get her out of here let's go yeah. like we maybe, don't want to be involved maybe yeah. they'll they'll pay for the procedure if you name your child pinocchio or something you know so like <laughs> if, you, if you make your baby a Disney branded baby that will oh, all the expenses. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be funny if all of the uh, all the babies were born on uh, Splash Mountain going down the drop? <laughs> that would like, <laughs> propels. Yeah, and then he's like, I think my water just broke, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you could get the picture. You could see, yeah, like, exactly. see this is where you came out. We timed it perfectly. Uh, <laughs> And then you still wouldn't buy the picture. You're like, uh, no. no, you I'm just good. take a photo of the picture. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. well, guys, perfect, this has been perfect. awesome. There you go. I, I uh, appreciate you uh, having some, some fun today. Uh, you know, we'll hopefully all be joining hands, seeing Kumbaya in uh, 35 years when this is all good at a <laughs> park. But, uh, guys, the way I things are going. Yeah. Ten years from now, let's all meet back here. See yes. how we're doing. <laughs> see how yes. we're doing. Oh man, how many did you guys guess right? Please tell us by leaving a comment on Pornhub.com or something. Now here's some more fun theme park factoids with John Shevsky, and then to our main event with Aristotle. John Shesky here, and welcome to another Theme Park Minute. Did you know that Cedar Point Amusement Park in Sandusky, Ohio has the most spider bite deaths of any amusement park in the world? That is right. Between 1973 and 2019, more than 54 people have died from venomous spider bites at Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. That is more than any other amusement park in the world. What a record to have. My goodness. I'm John Chesky. I just made that whole thing up. Now back to you in the Robert Lamb studio. 
But you didn't know that, did you? Well, here I am, with me, in Aristotle, a theorem! Yeah, yeah. How's it going, Aristotle? Good, how are you? Good, good. Thanks for uh, being on Robert Land. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's a really uh, heady show, so we yeah. may get in some subjects that... I don't know if you if you you seem like a very smart guy, but it may get so, a little over so here. so smart. Yeah, yeah, dude. I you, you have know, no you, idea. You wear glasses sometimes, right? That is, the I sign do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of a smart guy. <laughs> I didn't actually have glasses growing up. It was col- in college. I just all of a sudden I needed glasses. Oh, really? Yeah, I, just, I wasn't much of a. I wasn't much of a reader when I was a kid because mm-hmm. I didn't really like reading. Yeah. You know, like most people. Yeah. And then in college, I was kind of forced to read a lot. I had no choice. And then I just, my, my eyesight started getting bad. And then like, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't see like the chalkboard or not the chalkboard. It was like a dry erase board. I remember at one point because the, the white and then the black writing, I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and then uh, I was like, oh shit, I think I need glasses. So Where, where'd you uh, go to school? Uh, a high school or a college? Where'd you go to? Well, uh, I finished at Cal, but uh, I originally started at Saddleback. Oh, so and then you... I went to SC, and then I went to Cal State. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you grew up in Orange County, right? Or no, somewhere. Oh, okay. No, I grew up in I grew up in Texas, but I also grew up here. I I came here when I was in high school. Uh, I went to I lived in uh, Hollywood. I went to Hollywood High. Oh wow! Yeah, I moved to Orange County because my. Uh, my girlfriend that I was living with, we broke up and then I'd had no place to stay. And my <laughs> uncle lived in Orange County and he okay. was like, just come live with, you can come live with me. And I thought, oh, cool. I'll just stay there indefinitely. And it ended up being only like 10 months. And then uh, I found a place of my own because I had to kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then after that, I, 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 I lived with a roommate or I should say I, I lived in her living room for like two years. Oh, wow. Um, and that was kind of where, I, when I started stand up, really was out in uh, Orange County. Right? Yeah. I, I started, I started stand up in Orange County. I had done some stand up when I was like, you really, really young. Yeah. Um, and I had some like, you know, very light six, like I, I was, I was good when I first started out. And then I remember I had like two, I bombed like two times in a row. I had like three really good sets and then two times I bombed after that. And then I just got scared. I was like, oh, man, I don't want to do this again. Yeah. That can, I, yeah. It's like devastating when, when you're starting out and you have that yeah, first yeah, yeah. like, oh, is this the Mandela effect? I thought I was funny. What's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, But, uh, you know, and see, that's what I love about this this podcast. Like for, for we have a, a mutual friend, uh, Mr. John, John Shevsky. John Shevsky. And uh, there's... Tom, Thomas Shevsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the OG people know what's mm-hmm. up. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of people that I met through the years doing sketches and stuff, but it's been great because I've been doing stand-up for like a, a year and a half consistently. I do it mm-hmm. off and on. And it was always weird, absurdist character stuff where I'd wear suits. You did. I did, yeah. Right. And so uh, the the last year and a half has been kind of surreal because it's just, you know, I'll see all these people I met years ago doing sketches and stuff, mm-hmm. but doing this podcast thing has been cool because I can actually sit down and talk to some people. Right. That, I just vicariously know their stuff and you know, like I had Alex Hooper on and I never actually talked to him, right, right, but, right. uh, but yeah, so, so it's, it's cool getting to, to know people this way. It's kind of a nice, uh, cause people don't really just sit down and talk anymore. You know, it's like, no, they don't. And I'm kind of more of a phone guy anyways. I don't, I'm not a huge 
texting person. I just was never really. It's yeah, it's a it's a dying breed. Like uh, I yeah. remember when I was on dating apps for a minute, it always disturbed <clears> me when people were like, you know. <laughs> I don't like to talk on the phone. It's like, so what? What's like in person? Are you texting me? Yeah, is it gonna? I know. Or, it's so weird. Uh, do you sound like Yoda? What's going on here? You know, I want, I want to have some voice verification. But on, on the flip side, I hate it when people FaceTime me. Oh, out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, that's the fucking rudest thing in the world. Like, why are you FaceTiming me? Like, yeah. You could so be doing anything. Anything. Yeah. Don't fucking FaceTime me, man. <laughs> it's like one end of the spectrum or the other. It's like either I get FaceTimed out of the blue or I just get texts and it's like, this is so stupid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of, I like talking. I like, uh, I like people a lot. Uh, yeah. I like connecting with people. Yeah. I, even though right now I feel, I'm pretty low energy. I'm just tired. Oh, it's all good. It's a, it's a Monday. It's Monday morning. Monday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a no doubt song. Um, it no, is or Sunday I, Sunday morning. Sunday morning, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or wait, I think it was called Spiderwebs, right? Uh, it's all the it's all the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah, all the yeah. same thing. But uh, speaking of Orange County, and no doubt, and smooth <coughs> oh, yeah, transitions. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when you, <laughs> what year was it that you started getting up and started doing stand up? Uh, like mid thousands, probably. Yeah, or? I think it was like two thousand. I want to say six, maybe five. And then, and then it was going pretty well. And then I kind of quit stand up uh-huh. for like a couple of years, uh, mainly so I could finish college. And really it was kind of more of like an excuse uh, to kind of, you know, I mean, stand up can be, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it can be very scary. And it, there was like, and having a really great excuse like oh, I got to go finish college, it just it just seemed like oh you know I just uh, this is this is easy. So that you know like if if I were never to return to stand up, it wasn't because I quit. It was this is these are just like the reasonings in your head. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's just that thing that you love so much. It's kind of like you know like when you're dating, right? By the way, what this okay? So this po- is it's about theme parks, but yeah. but it's also about life. Oh so sure, this sure. Is all it's all good. We want to get hilarious. to know people. You know what I mean? Um, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, you know it's kind of like when you're dating, and then uh, you know, if you're, if you're dating like a you know girl or two that you're not too like you know you're you're not so crazy about, it's kind of easy to like not be so you're not so afraid to talk to them you're not so afraid to text them or say th- something stupid you're just like i don't care if they like it they like it if they don't they don't but when you meet a girl or or another person that you like um a lot then it becomes scary and it's like every you you question everything you say because you don't want to ruin it you become extremely precious about it and that's kind of that's pretty much what stand-up was for me i just got very you know worried that i was going to do the wrong thing and because i loved it so much and so you know, sometimes you kind of find that right excuse to be like, you know, actually, I'm going to do this thing and it'll be there for me. Kind of like that, if that makes any sense. Oh, totally. I yeah. I uh, completely get that because you hold it so high. You, you, you love, you know, you respect it. You And that, I mean, that's I can't tell you how many awkward conversations I've had with with people that even if, you know, they could be no name, whatever, if I admire their stuff, it's just, you know, it'll it, it's it's <clears throat> I sound like uh, like Bob Newhart on, you know, on on uh, who is one of my favorite. Comics. Yeah, he's great. I'm just like a stuttering buffoon. I'm just like, so, um, 
You like uh, comedy and air and yeah, breathing. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I'm human too. <laughs> it's just, it's just not. Should, yeah, yeah. I should listen to more Bob Newhart again. It's he was one of my favorite comics because nobody really could paint pictures like him. Yeah, you know, he was just very, very good at doing that. I feel like Ellen, De- Ellen DeGeneres kind of uh, carried the torch of that same style in a yeah. way. Um, because they were very similar she had she was kind of like female bob newhart in a way um but yeah no i, I loved i love newhart you know yeah I, I love him too he's so good didn't like yeah. him as a kid um but as I, when i when i became you know when i was older and you know i started appreciating a lot of comics that i didn't really like as a kid cuz you have very kind of like rudimentary likes and needs as as a as a younger person, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. And and I, I love <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, like certain vegetables I can appreciate now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love that I, I'm like, yes. Capers. I am I'm, I'm nodding my head, but I'm wearing a, a tie-dye shirt with a cartoon <laughs> dragon on it. it says like, Epcot Yeah, Center. with the baseball hat. Yeah, so I'm like a, a giant little kid. Is that a Disney character? It it is. It's from uh it's from Epcot. It's uh it's he's pretty obnoxious, but What's a character? It's, it's uh, is it from a movie? He's no, it was like a uh uh you know, homegrown character for a Epcot ride. It's uh it's a figment Oh, interesting. Dr- the dragon who sparks your imagination and, and they've never made a movie out of him? No, they have I'm pretty Poor sh- guy. I'm pretty sure uh you know, Robert Pattinson's got that lined up with you know, I don't know. Maybe Michael Mann will direct it, and it'll be a yeah fast-paced <laughs> drama about the Epcot Dragon. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I I totally get that. That's why I like doing character stuff because I do because John for a long time was like, oh, you should you should get up with me. We should do mm-hmm. stand up because we did improv together. Right, right. We played in these punk rock bands. I did a lot of sketch stuff, whatever. But he. There was something about that that was so vulnerable and terrifying to me, just going up there, uh-huh. like, because I mean, right when, when I sang in a band, a lot of the banter was like stand up, but you've got shitty songs to play and just kind of, right, di- right, yeah. But having that, there's no safety net, and that always terrified me. So I always do when I first started getting up, it was like it was character stuff. Cause right, I did the I, same. Yeah, because I don't know if you felt like this, but it was some. There's something about it was like, it was almost like a mask. You could just feel comfortable. One hundred percent. And 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 yeah. uh, just recently, I'm starting to work on getting comfortable just being trusting my instincts and being me, you know. And 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 it's been a transition. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I've said this a lot. So people who know me, and if they're listening to this, they'll they'll, they'll know exactly. What, they're probably rolling their eyes, be like, oh, here he goes. But yeah, I mean, you have really just one one thing that you have as an artist, right? That that kind of you know is is your gut. And the moment you kind of lose your gut, then you're kind of dead in the water. So that your gut is really, really important. But, you know, a lot of stand up, at least, you know, in my experience, it always kind of starts. It has this like this circuitous kind of thing. So you start here where you just like trust your gut and then you start going. It's like a clock. Trust your gut. And then at three o'clock, you're like, I don't know about my gut. Six o'clock, you're like, man, maybe my gut's totally wrong. <laughs> Nine o'clock, you're like, oh, you know what? I kind of I, I'm reconnecting with my gut. I like it. And then at 12 o'clock, you're like, you know what? I was right the whole time. But even though it's it's kind of like you can't really know that lesson up top, you have to go through the whole that whole circle, um, you know, journey to uh, that circuitous journey. This is me being smart uh, to to really like you know for that to really hit home. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, some some people maybe they're blessed with the uh, or lucky to have that uh, blessed or lucky to have that you know 
insight right away, which is great. And so maybe their journey is like, instead of a big circle, it's just like a little tiny one. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you, I can also relate cause like I, I love, I love films. I love animation, music. Same, and it, so same, you, same, uh, same, you went to school for like filmmaking, right? I did. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, and you've directed things now and it's, it's, do you feel like all of that? Cause there's some people like you can only do one thing. That's it. You better do one thing. And that's all. Do you feel like that's true? Do you feel like, I mean, fuck man, YOLO, right? We only live once. Why not? Well, do all of it? yeah, but I, I don't think you can, well, it's, you know, you're only like, you're only a whole pie, right? You're only one full glass of water. You're only one, you know, you're not, you're not two pies, no matter how you're, you're a tall drink of water yourself. What are you, six, five? Uh, six, six, but who's counting? Six, right? yeah, 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 yeah. six, six, but I was, I was close. Yeah. I'm actually a dwarf on stilts actually. You're <laughs> very good at bouncing. Teach, <laughs> teach me, teach me. Um, but like, you know, no matter how, big or tall or, you know, short, doesn't matter. You're just 100% of a person. So you can only cut that pie, uh, in so many different ways. And you know, the, the idea that you're supposed to kind of hit that one thing and hit it hard. I think that kind of comes from, you know, a place of understanding your capacity for focus. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So for me, it's like right now I, I'm juggling a directing job right now that I'm on and then I'm juggling an acting you know, career, which I'm going actively going out on auditions for. And then I'm trying to juggle a stand-up career and, you know, at best. Right. And I also have a future wife, I have a fiance at home. Um, I have a dog, I have my health, mm-hmm. you know, like me trying to take care of myself, going to the gym, which is why I'm tired. I just came from the gym. So it's like, uh, these things, you know, I've, I've named what three, four, five, six, yeah. let's say five things, right. Yeah, yeah. At best, at best evenly distributed, I can only be 20% of my potential in each one of those things. So it's like something's going to give, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Something's always got to give. So, you know, you've noticed, a, if you ever notice somebody who like doesn't necessarily take care of themselves, but they're just a really good, st- like, for example, like, you know, um, God rest his soul, but Angelo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, at that time, did you, ever, you knew him then? Yeah. At that time, if, if you were to ask anybody, you know, and, and ranging in classes of standups, you know, like, you know, like, uh, people that were very well known in headlining, like, um, Chris Porter or like, you know, uh, people who are just kind of starting out. Yeah. Um, they all kind of unanimously, if you were to ask them who, who, who do you think is going to be the next big thing? It was always going to be, people always would mention, uh, you know, like two or three names. Angela was always one of those two or three. Um, and a lot of it was because Angelo and actually Gerard was usually one of those people, Gerard Carmichael. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they both had pretty much one thing in common. Uh, they were both black. No, they were, um, (laughs) they both had one thing in common, which was, uh, they had a very simple life. Uh, their, their, their day to day was pure simplicity. You know what I mean? Um, all, all Angelo did was stand up. Uh, I, to this day, I still don't know if he actually had a car. He walked everywhere. That, yeah. He would um, spend his day getting ready to do stand-up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Gerard was very much of the same. You know, like, that's all they did. Yeah. And so, you know, they I would say they put, you know, about, you know, about I wouldn't say 100%, you know, like 90% of themselves into it. You know, and that's what I was saying. Like, Angelo, like, you didn't, you, you know, 
I loved him so much, but you would never look at him and be like, that guy's, you know, he's, he's very well put together. You would never think that, right? <laughs> yeah. He had kind of a fro, he wore whatever he wore, he walked yeah. around, you know, he's glad. So like clearly he's taking away from something to give to something else. He's taking away a focus on, you know, like whatever, like taking yeah. care of himself yep. to do stand up. Some of those things shifted when he had the tumor, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's like, that's kind of, it's just ratios, man. I mean, I hate, yeah. to, I hate to, I hate to use numbers and make stand up or <laughs> binary, but it's not, it's not binary, but it's, it's the, it's really the focus is kind of binary. So we'll see. Uh, in, in, um, it's great though, talking, uh, uh about that time and, and, uh, Angelo, cause for me personally, he's like a key figure that I always remember, uh, it clicking that stand up is possible because mm-hmm. I'd done local television and even John was kind of involved in my buddy's show and, uh, and you know, sketch comedy. So there was that. And I met a dude that went on to work on television and Howard Stern doing voiceover stuff. So that was right, the first right. like professional that I knew and like, Oh wow, this is possible. Right, but right. I remember when John started doing stand up and getting up. And I think, uh, one of the, the first, I think maybe the first time I saw Angelo doing stand up and his buddies, it was pretty hilarious. But it was our friend Kamel, who's a filmmaker, had yeah. a, uh, <laughs> had, who's a USC uh, film student at the time, had a fundraiser for his movie. It was a, it was a drama, right? Uh, and and uh, he had like musicians, he had spoken word, uh, but he had John John Shevsky, uh MC it, and then Gerard and Angelo did stand up. And I remember mm-hmm. it was so funny because they were so out of place because it was like college kids and there was like, you know, I think one of the therapists like talked about getting like raped or something as a kid. So it was like, it was super heavy. And then Angelo goes up and talks about, you know, getting hit (laughs) by a Frasier DVD or whatever. Like it it was so so funny and it hit so much harder because the standup wasn't really hitting, but the people that appreciated comedy, I mean, I was dying. I remember I told Angelo, like that, it felt like I was seeing David tell, like I was laughing so hard and, and he was like, you know, more like Dave Coulier or whatever, just like self-deprecating and, uh, and there was something it just, just, it breaks my heart, man. Yeah. It, it really breaks my heart. Yeah. He, he definitely, uh, left an <sighs> impact on me and, and, and John and, and me too. And, and, and everyone that knew him, you know, and, yeah. and it's funny because I wasn't doing stand up. I wasn't seeing a lot of stand up, but I would right. see it every once in a while. And, um, and he always stuck out to me and, and, uh, how friendly he was, you know, I yes. barely knew him and he was so friendly and, and, um, but, uh, yeah, him and John roasting each other was some of the funniest, very humble. They, yeah. 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 They would, you call each other lesbian lumberjacks cause they'd you know, be wearing <laughs> like co- Costco Kirkland, yeah. you know, uh, flannel shirts with their, yeah. But, uh, but that, you know, uh, it's it was crazy uh, getting up and doing stand up and going to the comedy store you know last year yeah and I remember uh, seeing his name on the wall mm-hmm. and and it was like very it was just crazy to me because you know because uh, I I met him all those years ago and here I am finally doing it I'm like shit this is because now he's like of legend status <clears throat> you know because there's all yeah. these people that they may have heard his name on a podcast somewhere or whatever but. If you're listening to this, yeah, definitely look up any Angelo material, especially if you're starting comedy, because it's just the essence of comedy to me. Like those non sequitur, just hilarious fire jokes. Yeah. Because yeah. it was a special thing. Yeah. It was very special. He was very unique, yeah. unique individual. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's doing. I don't. I don't know the 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 new crop of micers. You know, like I I, I myself would even. Um, 
you know, right now, like if I have, if I write some material, I have no choice but to do it at a mic anyways. I'm not really at a place. This is, and this, this will kind of speak to the whole idea of like, do the one thing. It's like, I have, uh, I still don't feel like I have enough clout to be able to book any show that I want. You know, I still have to like, and maybe I should, maybe I should go out more and try to because of, you know, the recent happenings in my, in my, in my work and career and stuff. But, you know, it's like, it's just, it's just, anything you do is just, it, it's a grind and it doesn't yeah. matter. You know, that's why I think it's really important to love what you do because you know, that, that lusty feeling that you have for it will go away. Yeah. And then you have to, then, then you have to make a decision, which is, you know, either love this thing or go lust for something else. And so that's like, um, so it's, it's, it's really important that you really kind of, that there's some semblance of you potentially loving this thing that you want to do because at some point in time you will hit that, that wall where you're just like, I I don't know if this is really fun anymore. And you just have to kind of, it's like a marriage, man. Yeah. And I I just talked to somebody the other day. Um, she was somebody that I had saw that I, I had seen at a open mic years ago in orange County, older lady. And, uh, uh, not older, older, but you know, she's like, you know, I would say like mid to late forties, yeah, yeah. you know, and she wants to start doing stand up. <clears throat> and I'm always like, I'm, I'm, I like giving advice because it gives me an opportunity to hear myself speak. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And, uh, it also helps me to reinforce my personal values, you know, by hearing me talk about it. But, you know, I, I told her, I was like, look, stand up, do, if you decide you want to do stand up you know, it's, it's, uh, the question is re- really, are you ready to have a baby right now? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Cause that's what it's going to be. You totally. know what I mean? It's a baby. Yeah. You know, if you're ready to have a baby, great, then go fucking, but nobody's ever ready. You just kind of have to have the baby. Right. Yes. But it's like having a baby. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could, I could totally see that. I mean, I, uh, I, I love that analogy. I was, I, I, do you have I'm, babies? I do have, no, no, I don't. I have, I have a, um, I have dogs. We have like three dogs. We love <laughs> right. dogs. Yeah, but no, the uh, you know, I, like I, I look at it as like at the ocean. You just you like it's like you have to keep swimming. You have to sure. just it's it's one of those things where it's just always going. It's always there, but uh, you know, I think uh, having other things to rejuvenate your love for it is always important. At least for me, I feel like because t- like doing this podcast has been very rejuvenating. Doing stand up again has been very rejuvenating. It's it's. Uh, I think people, especially creative people, there's other things that they can do. It's good sometimes to think outside the box. Like there's, there's sure. but, but you know, there's also creative ADDs, you know, you gotta yeah, you it's, be mindful of it and kind of catch it before it turns into like, you know, and I have creative ADD a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a, a podcast with theme parks that I'm, you know, barely prepared for and I <laughs> eat a bunch of candy and I'm pre-diabetic at 33. So, you know, it is, it is, uh, I, I've got ADD for sure. Uh, that's what this podcast is. No, uh, yeah. there's, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's 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 great. I haven't like uh, done a lot of podcasts where we delved into comedy too much. So, but it was great to to talk about some of that and how you got started. And yeah. so you eventually went to LA and you started doing stand up a lot, right? Um, yeah. So like, well, I was doing stand up quite a bit when I first started. I was yeah. doing it a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I was, uh, and I, like I said, I was doing pretty well. Um, I kind of had created a little bit of a name for myself in, in Orange County, which sounds weird to say. Um, 
because at that time there was a little bit of a comedy hotbed in orange county yeah there wasn't it, it's not i don't know if it's like that anymore it, it's uh, yeah because i'm i'm pretty frequent there because there's so much stage time and yeah. evan has this whole thing out there so like is there a lot of stage time there yes yes i mean there's a lot of rooms that have opened up and um you know evan runs four shows there wow and, and so like it is I, crazy I, have you uh have i ever told you my my uh first time meeting evan no have you told Evan that you know me? Uh, uh, yeah, well, he's because I told him that you're going to be on the show yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I think you guys are in like a, a comedy contest, right? Yeah. So we were doing this comedy contest, and uh, yeah, because like I said, I, I did a lot of character stuff when I first started. Yeah. Um, and I still kind of do. I, I like character stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I've, I'm, I've always been very strong in playing characters. Yeah. Um, doing the the autobiographical stand-up was always the hardest thing for me. Um, me too. It's just hard. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard. And I think a lot of it comes from like, uh, I think it comes from our backgrounds. I feel like kind of like the way you kind of grow up a little bit has a lot to do with, uh, you know, the kind of stand up you're comfortable doing. Like, for example, like, uh, you know, you said you're in a punk band and I'm assuming, you know, like what kind of music did you listen to growing up? Uh, oh, like, yeah, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, yeah, punk rock and, uh, you know, it could, it could vary. It could be like Bjork or like a, a disgusting, right. you know, British band called, you know, the bloody asshole. It was just all over. I had a, you know, I, I, uh, I always felt disconnected somewhat from like, from, from, it was, I don't know what it was. It, it just right. something that, 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 uh, grabbed me like Devo is one of my favorite bands, right, right. You know, that whole conceptual thing. And yeah, my upbringing wasn't like one of those, those white families were like, they, you know, Hey son, and they kiss each other on the lips and right, play right. baseball all night. You know, it was, so I don't think, I think like for, I've, on the lips for a long time. <laughs> yes. Yes. For yeah, not very, like one of those families, yeah, yeah, totally yeah. Get it. which is fine. You know, whatever. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But well, what, what I was trying to get at was I think people who have, uh, who come from a, a or their upbringing, if, if you have, I feel like if you have a strong sense of, um, uh, artistry or what you think is or what you your an opinion of artistry early on in your life uh yeah. like early early on i think it makes it more difficult for for somebody to do traditional stand-up when they get to the age where they want to do stand-up mainly because um there's this kind of um ideological uh uh you know this this um ideological uh what's the word i'm looking for uh, it, 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 it's, it's hard to satiate your artistic, uh, 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 qualifications. Sorry for the long gaps, but, no, no, no. but it's, it's like, if you were into like kind of offbeat music, independent movies, um, like, uh, uh, or really, in essence, and I, I'm not trying to sum any, anybody up because I was this person, yeah, yeah. the the kind of person that didn't like things that were mainstream. Yes. If you yes. if you grew up that way, um, then typically I feel like a lot of those people will have a hard time doing like autobiographical material, mainly because it feels inauthentic to you. Yes. And it feels like, uh, it feels like uh, I don't, and there's also, there's always this thing pulling at you. you be like, I want to be different because that's what I like. I like different things. And so that can be a little hobbling to your creativity because 
most creativity, in my opinion, most artistry. Um, uh, and mind you, I was that kid. Like one of my first jobs, one of my first, first jobs, my, my first job was working at an arcade as a kid, which yeah. is one of the best jobs I ever had. Yeah. Uh, my second job was working at this like used CD store. Uh-huh. I, I call it a record store, but I think we had, we had one row of, of vinyl before anybody, and, and, it, and it just st- sat there. Nobody ever bought that shit. Yeah, yeah. It was just all CDs and whatnot, used CDs. And, and so it was, like a, it was like a record store of that sort. Um, and, uh, you know, the people that I worked with, and before that, I didn't have like, I didn't have a strong opinion about music. And I was really young when I started working there. And I didn't really have, um, I, I had kind of an identity right in a way which was um because i was kind of a bad student growing up and and i didn't you know i only had like a few things i kind of brought to the table as a as a part of like you know a classroom environment one was just to kind of be the funny guy and then the other was just kind of to be like a like the the fuck you kid it's like oh i won't do that fuck you kind of thing right Yeah, yeah, yeah and so that was like my identity in a way and then so the the record store was kind of like fit into that mold for me and so i when i went there I, I worked with people that were kind of like, you know, they had the, you know, like the poser attitude. It was like, you're poser, you're the, you're not this, right? And yeah. so, and then I, I just kind of had to expand my, um, my, my sensibilities and try, you know, listen to music that I'd never really listened to or just, I would just grab a CD and start listening to it. But it created this taste of looking for the thing that nobody really knows about totally it just kind of gives you this weird boner yeah it's like and it's like and it's not necessarily the best thing it just yeah. was like this thing that was like ah, i like the fact that nobody fucking knows about this when you do that it's really hard to start really leaning into sorry oh okay. yeah did i cut off oh yeah but well, you're good now yeah yeah what part did i cut out to cut uh, off uh you it didn't miss anything really good yeah, because yeah. this is all important yes yes <laughs> no <laughs> Uh, it just makes it really hard to lean into the, you know, kind of what you would might call a traditional sense of stand-up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and I I keep I f- apologize for cutting you off, but it's something that actually very is what I've had to deal with doing stand-up again because when I did originally, mm-hmm. I didn't give a fuck. It was as weird as possible. It was as, mm-hmm. and sometimes people they just they don't they didn't get because yeah, I grew up with. I loved at the. I was already twenty six when I started doing stand up. <clears throat> I'd already done film stuff. I had done. Mm-hmm. I loved stuff with like conceptual. It was hard for me to be like, "Hey, I'm Billy." You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm Billy Plain Jane. Oh, yeah. I what? The, it was hard to do that. I sure. can't do. That's not me, anyways. And I always felt like this this need to be contrarian a little bit. Yeah, but not. I mean. And then if, if there was someone that was too curmudgeon contrarian, I'd have to try to get out of that. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Cause I, at the time I was doing up, yeah. David Lynch favorite movies. Yeah. Like, and so sometimes if I did something that was like really silly and out there, some people would take it like they were almost like, uh, uh, they, th- yeah, they didn't know what to make of me. It was like, sure. Oh, what is it? Cause I wear big bopper suits and you know, sing the golden girls theme songs and like contort my body or whatever. And just like, not cause it was something about that expression that just felt so good just to, you know, go up after someone's, you know, Hey, what about, right, right, <laughs> I'm right. acting like I came up in the eighties in New York. What about broads in the supermarket? Oh, I they're mean, always shopping. I mean, you got, you gotta, you have to try You know, you have to try all of it. Even, even, I mean, and that's the other thing I was going to land on was the fact that, you know, 
because I had this mindset, it really limited me in regards to like the kind of material that I could come up with. And so it's like really creativity is, has nothing to do with being like, this is my lane. It's just really, you got to just throw shit on the wall and see what sticks. You know what I mean? And if there's something that you're not throwing because you feel like you might be too cool to throw it, that's a big fucking problem. You just got to keep throwing oh, stuff. Totally. Just yeah. keep throwing it and throwing it and throwing it. And I, I remember there was just a, there was a moment where I was just like, I'm not, I can't, I'm not too cool for any of this shit. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I just have to keep trying stuff and see what the fuck, see what works. But there was a moment where I was just kind of like, ah, I don't want to do that stuff because everybody does it. I mean, I didn't have a, a, a fucking joke making fun of my name up until the, like just a few years ago, actually, Shevsky helped me write it. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I never had a, I, I think I had maybe one bit and I, I always felt icky telling it. But it's like, I know that there's a, f- I can work within a frame, like I can, I can create something in a framework that kind of still kind of tickles my aesthetic, but at the same time, I'm still going to try to push and try different things. It's just, that also comes down to like, I just, I don't know how much time in my fucking day I've, I've created for myself to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's. I like roller coasters, by the way. I'm just throwing oh, yeah. that out there, just so that we can we can keep <laughs> yeah. talking about this stuff. Just, yeah, yeah. just throwing that out, just let no, people no. know that roller it's, coasters are great. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. I uh, <laughs> no, this is. I knew it'd be like a, a special episode because there's. I, I felt like there was a, 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 a. I knew I could talk to you about that stuff, and it was. It's good. It's good. I want people to get to know me, and, and yeah, 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 and and and, uh, and I definitely relate to a lot of that, and. Um, yeah, I mean, even with this show, we, we have sketches. We do sketches yeah. and stuff, and have character stuff, and and that's been awesome because that's what I grew up doing. But yeah, like, yeah. yeah, just getting comfortable doing this, and and um, yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been fun. I just uh, yeah, roller coasters are fun. <laughs> um, fuck no, but yeah, it's, it's like the second or third time on a roller coaster where it's it's a you just got to get that first one in, and then you're just like. Uh, yeah, it's not so bad. And then just progressively get to the fucking scariest one. I don't oh, know anybody yeah. who goes like to the scariest one. Maybe you should do that because then after that, the rest of them are okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know. Like, yeah, it's. Uh, I well, I've I've been trying like to not be a scaredy cat and go on those. But then, you know, being uh, now being pre diabetic and six foot six. Like it hurts to go on roller coasters. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the, bl- the blood takes forever to get to your head. Sure. And, yeah, I went to like Knott's Berry Farm and I went on this one. I forget what it's called, like Sidewinder. Uh, fuck you up. I, I felt like my brain was in my feet. <laughs> like I, it was. I felt like some something medical uh, yeah. happened. Uh, but so you grew up in uh, Texas originally. Did you, yeah. Did you go to like? Uh, Six Flags over Texas, or there's like an El Paso. Where, yeah. What part of Texas are you from? Dallas. Um, oh shit! So yeah, Arlington. Yeah, uh, Arlington. Yeah, Six yeah. Flags over over Texas. Um, yeah, I went to Six Flags. I think I've I think I've been to Six Flags in Texas maybe twice, maybe three times. I think twice to be honest. Um, and then I, I've been to, I've been to Magic Mountain here once. I went to Disneyland once when I was like 12 or 13 and then I think it was, no, was I 12? Maybe 11, 11 or 12. And then, uh, I went to Knott's Berry farm once. And so, oh, that, and, and, and universal studios. I've been there twice. And is that all like all that's it for the, the life? My whole life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's every, every time <laughs> I get, I get chafed thighs. That's like one thing I have to remember <laughs> every time you get th- thigh chafe yeah de- destatine helps in a lot of ways what uh, is that destatine is that powder the, yeah i, I sh- 
I have a lot of like uh, physical jobs, uh, so I yeah I got to bring that because yeah oh boy chafing chafe central. <laughs> uh, but yeah the uh, so like Disneyland is there's a lot of people that have like mixed feelings about because it's just such a huge mm-hmm. you know it's Disney it's a conglomerate. But I think the creative creative <clears throat> people usually find something about it that they like because like I know Salvador Dali uh, was like a fan of Disneyland. He's like oh this mm. is perfection, which is funny because. You know, I because I think about like, you know, uh, the thirty dollars churros and like the eminent domaining or whatever. Is it but thirty dollars for churros? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, probably Jeez rounding it up. Wheeze. No, it's not. But it's a lot. It's not cheap, but it's like ten bucks yeah. probably, which is, you know. But uh, did you did you remember <laughs> any of the rides like standing out to you when you went as a kid to, at Disneyland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember. I'm trying to remember. Actually, now that I think about it, I've been to Disneyland twice. Yeah, now I remember. Um, uh, I remember there was a Michael Jackson ride. Mm-hmm. Captain EO. Captain EO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola worked on. Uh huh. <laughs> which I which I liked. Yeah, I actually thought it was pretty cool then. Because he had superpowers or some shit. Yeah, with his with his song, he yeah like, yeah 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 brought magic um, to the galaxy. Captain EO, I think I remember like some teacups. Oh yeah, uh, I can't do those, but yes, they're. And then, I think there was like a, I want to say like a, a roller coaster, but I think that might have been the Captain EO thing. No, it wasn't. It was Space Mountain. Space Mountain, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, I don't I don't really remember much the first time I went. Um, I know there's a photo of me on a on a uh, what do they call those things with the horses? They go in circles. Oh, the, the Mary, merry go rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, sorry, I burped. Oh, um, right. I remember the second time I hit. I, I first of all, as a kid, like uh, I I went to um, kind of a. a a wealthy school kind of or a rich school. Mm-hmm. Like I, we originally, um, I, re- I originally went to regular normal elementary middle school and then, uh, we moved, um, into an apartment. Uh, that's a whole other story, but, uh, it ended up being in like, I was in, I was in the district of like a, a nicer school. Mm-hmm. And so like all these kids were like just super fucking rich. Yeah. <clears throat> and like everybody had, you know, Nike Airs and Jordans and shit. And so like, I kind of wanted to fit in in the worst way possible. And so, and I was wearing like Pumas and shit. And I, <laughs> I was like, cause my mom used to go to Marshall's and Ross's where, where I'd get all my clothes. Uh-huh. And then, uh, I had, I remember I had these really cool Pumas that uh, had like a, a Velcro pocket in the tongue. It, they were pretty rad. Yeah. I used to put my key in there cause I used to lose my keys a lot. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I remember like I begged my, my mom for like, I want to say maybe almost, a year to two years for just some fucking Nike Airs or Jordans. Finally got some Jordans. I was like, this is awesome. And I, I remember I, I was here visiting my uncle to, to go to, uh, what do you call it? Um, to go into Disneyland. And like, I, two things happened. The moment I got out of the car, I stepped in this fucking gigantic wad of gum. Oh, God. It might've been a normal size wad of gum, but just me being a, a little kid with, with little kid feet, it, just was like oh yeah and i was at this room i was like no go on my jordans and then after that my uncle who i was staying with at the time uh who also stayed with later in, in college he threw them away by accident oh shit 
and it was like the worst fucking so i don't remember much about that second <laughs> disney trip because i was so fucking in a bad i was in a bad place <laughs> that's a long story just to get to that no no, no i yeah it's 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 uh it's fun though you know thinking about uh just how uh going to things like that was just such a, a otherworldly experience so you know it felt like something i mean and you know whether it was stepping in gum and ruining your shoes and uh, I, I, I remember, uh, yeah, I like, I barfed my brains out at Disneyland one time. I was real sick, but it was weird. It was something surreal about like barfing and then seeing Mickey mouse. And I don't know, it was just, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I want to go back as an adult. That would be cool. Yeah. But... I think, I think you'd, cause a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, it's a, it's a waste of money, but I think it, it's, there's something about just like, whatever, I'm going to accept that this is reality right mm-hmm. now. I'm going to accept that, you know, Goofy's a, a pirate, and all I care about is getting a church. There's something about it that's like the escapism, you know. Uh, there's the, the escapism that's fun about it. You sure. Know? Um, I mean, their their new uh, Michael Moore, uh, you know, capitalism ride is kind of kind of takes me out of it. <laughs> but I don't know. But I've uh, heard it's good though. I've heard, it's a, yeah. I've heard it's a really good ride. Yeah, Roger and me. The yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> in Tomorrowland. Yeah, tom- <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dystopian Tomorrowland. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like banks, they get Banksy to do Tomorrowland. It's like that's funny. Yeah, but no, it's uh, yeah. There's there's uh, <laughs> the other thing too that uh, you know I think about theme parks is just um, you're kind of at the mercy of that world. Like those rides. I mean, yeah. doing this doing this podcast, I've found out about because I had a bit on this where I'd ask people and I'd make up fake. Because there's a lot of hilarious theme park deaths, which is fucked up because it's morbid. It's death. Uh-huh. And and because some of them are absurd and they're like human error. It's like a guy, he was standing up and, uh, you know, jumping around and he got decapitated on yeah, the Matterhorn. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, a lot yeah. of it's really dumb. It's like the one of, you know. Kid, I remember the Matterhorn now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, the, I remember doing the, that ride. With the, the, the beast. the, uh, the, the That's the, the boat. That's like a pendulum kind of thing. Uh, no, I think that's, uh, the, that the, the Matterhorn is like the ice mountain, you know, where they got this, the, uh, abominable snowman and he screams. No, at I, you. Don't, I don't remember that. Um, he's like on roids. He's just like really <laughs> no. upset about, I remember small world after all small world. Yes. I, yes. I remember that scared the shit out of me too. Yeah. There is a creepy, uh, undertone about small world. There is. And nobody, I don't, do people talk about that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. People, people want to, uh, I think, uh, there was something on the news one time about that woman, that was on uh, Access Hollywood. There's something about her, the frequency of her voice caused people to like go insane. It was like this thing I read, and I think Small World also can do that. It can drive people yeah. to have like brain aneurysms. Like it's like I think people have spontaneous combusted over that song before. It's do you think just, it was intentional to be like there's a there's a point? <laughs> I mean, it feels like at a certain point, it just like it feels like a bad trip. Yeah, bad mushroom trip. Like it's just like it's dark and these like. These things are like smiling, smile, world, and it's like this is fucking. I remember as a kid, I'm just like, I don't like this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It is weird. There's something unsettling about that yeah. many little figurines, like just smiling at you. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of uh, great, uh, creepy under like. Uh, there's a Winnie the Pooh ride now that mm-hmm. uh, gets really surreal, and there's like a scene with the pink elephants where. And the whole thing is funny because it's like mm-hmm. a bad trip for Winnie the Pooh. He's like not wearing pants. His all his friends. He's left his friends, and all he gives a shit about is getting honey. And so this this it's an analogy. Bear, yeah, he's got a problem. They need an intervention in the Hundred Acre Woods. Oh. Stat. But yeah, he uh, there's a scene where he like is tripping out on honey, and you see all of these 
like it's a neon it's a bad acid trip and it's so funny because you know i we can comprehend that but as a kid i mean fuck that that would Mm -hmm. blow my mind i yeah it's it's kind of crazy there's a lot of a lot of psychological uh torment in those those uh, rides and movies and but uh i recently went to uh so i guess i guess now that i'm remembering everything i've actually been to universal studios three times because i went to the halloween thing a couple of years ago oh you did uh the horror nights horror nights yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's a theme park right yeah yeah, yeah. what would you uh would you think of that would you take from that experience um that you're tough as fuck fool you nothing scares you dog <laughs> no. nothing scares me dog <laughs> nothing fool like I, I i remember like when i would when i went to magic mountain there's just a lot of like you know like uh uh i feel like kids that that go to magic mountain to kind of get away from the parents so that just they can make out in every corner oh yeah it's it yes. like one thing like one time i saw like like this girl she's like rubbing up on the dude like i think they're practically having sex they're like kids they're like teenagers or something yeah it was crazy yeah it's weird people get down at theme parks kids get down <laughs> it's yeah it's like man where, it's where kids lose their innocence you know like i it's guess just, yeah it's like uh fuck what's the guy that did gummo and kids it's whatever mm. it's like one of those dudes movies uh there needs uh, he needs to do a movie about a theme park whatever yeah, his name is his, uh, he, i don't know his name is mark david chapman no no, no. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a, it's a girl's name i mean i don't want to say girl's name but it's typically uh it's on the tip of my tongue not harlot Har- it's it uh, what is it harlot is not a girl's name it's uh not melody it's something similar. It's so yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a not it's a not a, a common name. Fuck man, we gotta look on the phone. Yeah, I'm here. gonna look on the phone too. Uh, it's not uh, melody harmony 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 Corman harmony Corman. Yeah, That's yeah, his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah harmony. Yeah, Corman. he needs to do a theme park movie uh, fast. <clears throat> but you know, I think there uh, there there is something uh, very innocent about it that is also kind of special and like you know it's. I, I think people, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a bitch, but like going to a theme park with your kids, uh, there's something about it that 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 I think is especially for imagination. Maybe some kids don't have imagination, but mm-hmm. it is it is encouraging. Like, cause I remember, like, just being blown away by it. Like, cause mm-hmm. being you know a super ADD child and having an imagination like that, there was something about that that wow, this is possible. You know, uh, I never I never really liked Disney characters as a kid i mean I, I appreciate them now and uh, you know they're fun to watch but i just remember never really i was always kind of like a uh like a warner brothers cartoon oh yeah type of guy yeah looney tunes. kid yeah i love looney tunes and like even though this is not not looney tunes but all the tex avery kind of stuff and, yes but i just i had a, i i think because my cousins were so heavy into um disney and you know, when I would when I would be at their house, like that's all we ever watched was just like Disney cartoons. It was like, can we watch something else? Like, I just liked more Looney Tunes stuff. Yeah, yeah, Looney Tunes kind of had a little more, uh, <laughs> like there the, there was kind of more depth in some of their characters because they mm-hmm. were just like insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, uh, there's something about that that was like very liberating as a kid to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I definitely. But uh, when I watch them, when I watch some of those old disney cartoons again i'm like oh these are actually pretty good like mr. oh yeah mr toad's wild ride that's yeah actually, that's a fun thing to uh, and uh uh sleepy hollow like oh the yeah animated sleepy hollow. and uh yeah <clears throat> yeah that's great yeah there's a lot of uh 
You know, I, I Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie, yeah, like the rambunctious Mickey era. Yeah, it's really fun and really fun. Yeah, like uh, the guy that did uh, originally animate uh, Mickey with with Walt Disney was Ub Ironworks, and a lot of the movies that he did were really just off the wall and, and surreal. Mm-hmm. And he left Disney, and uh, that guy was brilliant. He'd come back and work with Disneyland, do a lot of like mm-hmm. special effects. He was just one of those really insanely creative guys. But some of the the cartoons he did when he left Disney are some of the like they are so insane. Like the uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse when you uh-huh. show those really nutso cartoons. Yeah, a lot of them are of Ireworks. Or oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think Tex Avery probably started under of Ireworks, which is it's it's so cool. But, no shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's something just so uh, yeah liberating about that just surreal silly kind of stuff and yeah um, i remember there was a goofy one where he would he would get road rage it was a, it was yeah it was goofy who, and he, he got road rage and i remember like as a kid because i'd seen it so many times i was just like oh i've seen this one but when i watched it as an adult i was like oh this is kind of funny this is kind of interesting to watch um, yeah i don't know if you remember that one i do yeah there's there's uh a lot of like relatable stuff that maybe as a child we wouldn't have picked up on, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, and there was layers to their stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And uh, I actually watched a documentary on two of the old, the nine old men, which is like Walt Disney's old crew. And uh, it's funny to think because uh, it's about these two guys. They, were, they had a relationship forever. They were friends forever, and they worked on all these old classic Disney movies. And it kind of blew my mind because in it they're talking about how they are two of the like their because they act out a lot of what they're animating and mm-hmm. like technically they're two of the most what they've done on screen is like some of the most uh recognizable and like most people on earth have seen their work but you wouldn't know who they were mm-hmm. and it's crazy to think like uh yeah like they were acting like a lot of the uh there's just a lot of stuff that i appreciate now as an adult looking back at how those movies were made and right, like right. the 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 crazy effects i mean this is long before i mean i could make a disney movie on my phone you know well not really but that would be crazy uh there's probably some app <laughs> i don't know but yeah it's It'll, we'll get there one day yeah for sure yeah but it's i admire it and um you know i i i i think this podcast is it's it's growing you know who knows it might it might be about I might be just informing people about fracking pretty soon. I don't know where it's going to go. It might get really, but I think, uh, you know, it's wherever I want it to be. And, uh, it's, it's been fun having you on. I, I thought I'd, uh, I'd play, you know, I'd send you something here to read. Hold on one second. I'm, I'm not really smooth. It's a transition here, but fuck it. Uh, I've, I heard that someone actually transcribed your first open mic, Mr. Aristotle. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Someone was there and they got, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, Wait, are you going to read or play something? I'm sending you something, and I tried to print it out, but my printer is broken. Fun story. So I'd like you to read, and please read the uh, captions as well. Are you texting it to me? Uh, yeah, I'm texting it to you. So if you could read uh, how your first open mic went. And I, I heard you killed it. I so. know my first open mic, so I, I'm, I'm curious to see if this is if this is accurate. All right, and so I rem- if I remember correctly, you had a, uh, a Rob Deerdick sort of cadence so you had like oh, a maybe. a white guy like you know eminem you know skater dude kind of cadence so maybe i don't remember all right if you could just read this in all of the uh descriptions please uh also i i never told you about my evan cassidy meeting. oh shit that's right well uh we could get to that first <laughs> okay hold on <laughs> 
Oh, wait. Oh, this is it. This is this is a this is something. This is what what I've been told was your first open mic. So, who told you this? Um, uh, uh, through the grapevine. Um, you want me to read this out loud? Yes, please. Can I read it first? <laughs> sure. It's Hell. just absurd. Okay, this is clearly not my. All right, but I'll do it anyways. You want me to do it in a skater guy? Like like a like a vanilla ice kind of. Oh, like that. Hey y'all, I'm motherfucking I'm, I'm motherfucking Aristotle theorist. How y'all doing tonight? <laughs> Are we in his house in, T- in Tustin? Yo, peeps, be like you f- you a philosopher and I'm like, "Nah." I just share the same name and philosophies as one. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> Wikipedia, that motherfucker Aristotle. And you know what's up. I do agree with a lot of what this old dead dude said. Like, happiness depends upon ourselves. As long as I got some hot pockets with me, am I right? But don't eat them too soon because they burn the fuck out of your mouth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, this is me. This is my skater dude. This is my. This is my. This is my creepy skater dude, okay. who who just. Uh, yeah, uh, crowd crowd erupts into big laughs. That's very true. Uh, man, man is by nature a political animal. That's another Aristotle quote. Ha, and everybody starts laughing. Yeah, fat ass elephants, elephant or don or a donkey. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! <laughs> yeehaw! Yeehaw! <laughs> says donkey noise in parentheses um crowd erupts in laughter volcano yeah this is all true they all laughed like a little crazy <laughs> we are we are what we repeatedly do excellence then is not an act but a habit <laughs> then i must be excellent at jacking off son <laughs> the crowd is now i have to read what's in parentheses too the crowd is now at an all-out is, is now an all-out frenzy of people cry laughing people fainting from busting up so hard and a man in the front row front in the front row face starts melting like that nazi from raiders of the lost ark that's is that how it went down is that i remember because i thought he was sweating <laughs> i was like why is this guy sweating and then his face started melting and i was like this is fucking crazy and then just like just like a wax figurine just he just disappeared always always his skull and that's uh, that night aristotle was born man yeah. i remember that night to have to have that effect your first mic at at Boston Market. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember when it was used to, back then it was called Boston Chicken. Was it called Boston Chicken? I don't know. I don't know. I remember there was one in Tustin. <laughs> That's all I knew. I just like <laughs> my first my first first my first open mic was at and uh, and when I started it as an adult was in Long Beach at this oh. coffee place or this it was called Coffee Haven. Was that a you know I I I think I've heard of that place. Did they do it for a while or was They it? did it for a while, yeah. It was uh literally like uh a friend of mine at the time, she kind of forced me to do it and I did it and it went really really well. Second time went really really well, third time went really really well and they started bombing. Uh bombed like again and it felt like when I first tried it when I was when I was a teenager and I was like, is this is this how it's supposed to feel? Cuz in the te- when I was a teenager, it wasn't like for huge audiences or anything like that. It was kind of like very small small kind of crowds that kind mm. of you know so this was like you know the coffee house was maybe like three times the size i mean there were people there you know yeah. what i mean um it used to be actually it was a, it was a it was a cool place to to write material cultivate some material but um but yeah i mem- i remember being revisited by that 
feeling again. It's like, oh, and then just kind of really muscling through it. I mean, it took it took a lot to kind of muscle through the feeling of a joke not working. Yes. Um, and then kind of, you know, learning to understand those feelings and how to deal with it and how to kind of like, kind of like get mad at it and be like, fuck it, I'm going to make this, I'm going to work on it, you know, like, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember that. That was like, uh, that was a cool place. And then it, I don't know what happened to it. I think it changed ownership at one point and then they, they kept doing it. And, but I, when I was, when I was in Orange County, I always, I always had this, I was kind of like in the center, right? So it was like, I can go one hour to LA or Long Beach or one hour to San Diego. Uh-huh. So I used to go to, to a lot of San Diego like um, Madhouse and stuff or I don't think Madhouse was around then. Um okay. there just were a lot of mics in San Diego and oh, okay. a lot of um so I don't know if you remember uh I, one of the characters I used to do a while ago was this guy who played guitar like a Spanish kind of Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. So like that only kind of came about because you know I was trying to find some stage time that I that I felt like was helping me write material. And so um you know, in San Diego, there were a good handful of mics. At that time, I was going to San Diego mainly because just to try different mics. Yeah. Because I'd kind of done all the ones in in, uh, in Orange County. I'd done most of the ones in, in L.A. And I was just going to San Diego because it was the same amount of trip for the most part. I think it might have been 10 minutes longer in the drive just to try new mics. And then I kind of hit a wall there, too. It was like all the mics there. I was just like kept doing the rounds. And then I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to try to do something. And every time I'd go to like a music open mic yeah. or a mix open mic and be like, you guys do stand up here. The story was always pretty much the same. It was like, we did. And some guy got up on stage and said the word cunt and bitch. <laughs> and then it's, a, and we don't do stand up anymore. Yeah. I was like, fuck. And so I started sneaking because I can play guitar. Um, yeah. And I, I, I always played more Spanish style anyways. Uh-huh. And so just one, one night I, I just uh, kind of, I said, I'm playing music, but I would just kind of play the same uh, the same, uh, uh, you know, pattern, the same thing over and over and over again. Cause I could do it fast. And then, uh, I would just play, I would just tell jokes in yeah. that character. And that's how that happened. Just because it was my way of infiltrating like uh, a music open mic to allow me to do some material. That's great. And then that thing kind of like, you know, you know, I watch, I watch it now and I cringe. <laughs> I don't think, man, it's one of the hardest things to do to watch some of your old shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I used to make scary movies with my friends, and uh, one of them wearing like sh- my uniform for junior high, and the like really tiny shorts, mm-hmm. and I had like a butter knife and a screen mask, uh-huh. and some of those are really hard to to, to watch. You're also a kid, man. You can't <laughs> yeah. really like. Yeah, but you know, but <laughs> you're yeah, like the, watching it as adults, like you're such a fucking hack at eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I get I get what you're saying, but yeah, it, it's just a process that has to happen, and um. You know, it, it is crazy uh, thinking about, especially Orange County comedy at the time, because uh, there wasn't probably, I don't know what it was like then. I don't know what was around then. Because now there's. Lori, Lori was around then. That's yeah. when I met Lori. Oh, wow. Yeah, because she did, she did stand up then as well, right? I she think did stand somewhat. up. Um, she was. See, like, Lori is kind of one of the things that kind of breaks my heart a little bit because she's probably one of the, one of the funniest people I know. Yeah. But she. And I'm, I'm not trying to shit talk and I hope hopefully she, if she listens to this, you know, she just never really, I don't feel like she never, she's never allowed herself to fully invest in stand up. And there's always kind of like these distractions and, you know, sometimes she has like these stints. Um, but she was, she's definitely one of like, I'd say five and, was, and I'm just 
I'm creating a number because I can't really think of, of, of more than that. But let's say one out of five people or five comics that I know that if they just, if they just focused and they just, and that's all they did was stand up, they would be a star in no time. Oh, and, totally. And, and the amount of success she's had just by barely touching stand up yeah. is quite fucking amazing. You know what I mean? But, you know, like I said, it was very similar. It's akin to like me, you know, choosing college over stand up or me like I took care of my mom for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Me taking care of my mom because she was, you know, she was sick and she was paralyzed and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I just knew like first of all, there's nothing wrong with taking care taking taking care of my mom. Uh but it was it was kind of a it was a convenient, not convenient, but it was a good excuse. Cause in, in the back of my mind, I don't think anybody was going to tell me, Hey, stop taking care of your mom and go do stand up." Yeah. And so it was like this really kind of, it was like my, my way out in a way, you know, without having to like, so I didn't, so I didn't have to fully fail at stand up. I kind of like, and I feel like, you know, some of us, you know, they just, they do that, you know, like you, you love stand up so much that you're just afraid of fucking it up and you'd rather totally. walk away than fuck it up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she, yeah, I met her there. Um, it was funny. Like it was one of my last nights I had done stand up before I kind of like quit for a good while to, to finish college. She came up to me and she said all these nice things to me. Like, oh, I think you're so funny and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh cool. And she just kind of started out. And then, uh, I thought she was funny too. But then when I came back to stand up uh, and I saw her again, I was like, holy shit. Like she had gotten so good oh, yeah. in so little time. And uh, she was good when she started out, but it was like that thing. It was just like she was a seed, but you could see the like sprouts a little bit. Um, and uh, and yeah, you know, like, and coming back to stand up was really hard, man. It was tough. Yeah. It's tough coming back because, you know, you're just like, oh, I put in all this effort before and then I still have to start from zero again. But, you know, you kind of have to do it. Like, even now, if I really want to go back and start doing stand-up hard, hard. I've been doing stand-up. I've been going on the road, but I'm not out every night. Yeah, yeah, You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you've you've put in a lot of time doing that as well. And, sure. Uh, and, it, you know, I, I think um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's cool, though, that the uh, – there's like a uh, – a kinship that that you meet certain people and that you want to work with and 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 uh and Lori is one of those people that I always really liked I met her doing you see you know mm-hmm. uh improv yeah, yeah. with John and uh she we had, so we had funny. a team together for, for oh did for, you for, for a couple of years yeah yeah she was so great then and uh I saw her do stand-up for the first time in years a couple of years ago uh-huh. and it was me and John had put on a show and I was, I wasn't really doing stand up. It was like in between my first tent and, and me doing it now. And uh, she was on it and she was talking about how she hadn't done it in years. Right. I know. And she killed, like she was so funny and so awesome. But I actually, I need to get Lori on. She grew up in Anaheim. Like there's gotta yeah. be stories, but yeah, it's like, yeah, she, uh, yeah, she's one of those people that, yeah, I always, always, uh, love seeing. It's always like, Oh yes. But, um, yeah, no, it's, I think, yeah, we could we could definitely yeah go on for eons, and it's uh yeah it's been awesome to to have you and oh, talk thanks, about man. this stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, it's cool to hear about people's beginnings and how things happen. And of course, now you're you know directing comedy specials. Yeah, you you have I'm goat face big time. You know man. what I'm saying? Yeah, you got yeah. you got a uh, Silicon Valley. You've got you came. <laughs> he actually flew here in a hovercraft. Well. Uh, 
It's uh yeah, it's a private hovercraft. It's not mine. Oh. I, I I I have a pilot that flies it for oh. me. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, what are you gonna do? Am I gonna go with all the civilians and like the commercial hovercraft? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fly in a commercial hovercraft. No, that's, that's do those fly? No, they don't. I don't. How does a hovercraft fucking work? <laughs> I don't know. It's magic to me. Does it, is there like a real world application for those things? I feel like uh, it's something that some guy made in his backyard. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you, is there like a hovercraft license somewhere? I, I don't, don't know. know. It's I'm one sh- of those things that you always wanted as a kid. You're like, you know, I don't want a car. I want a hovercraft. You know, I think I, when Am, <laughs> yeah, when Amazon came out, I think I looked up a hovercraft. Like, where to, I gotta look into that. That's kind of like an out, it's like the laser disc of like, <laughs> yeah. of, of crazy vehicle. Because people yeah. talk about, you know, yeah, I hear drones and stuff, but people don't fly in drones. Yeah, hovercraft. Where are they? I don't know. But let's there do was, that. In the back of Popular Science, there was always that ad for the guy sitting in what looks like what is now a drone, but just a big gigantic drone yeah. that you could build and fly. Yeah. So I mean, maybe there was some. There's some. I guarantee you, there's a YouTube video on like you know. Yeah, there's some dude. Popular Science Magazine. Yeah, there's some dude ads. that might not believe in the Holocaust, but he can make a damn good hovercraft. Yeah, uh, definitely <laughs> the same guy for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, on that note, yes. uh, no. But uh, where where can uh, the folks uh, find you, Mister Aristotle, and follow your projects and all that stuff? And your um, really bad with social media. I'm on Instagram. Yep. Uh, TikTok, right? <laughs> I have a TikTok account. I have not oh, posted dude. anything. I, sh- I should. I don't know. I, I, my buddy, who's a, who's a manager, he's like, "You got to get on TikTok, man. Everybody's on TikTok." I'm like, "All right, maybe I should get on t- TikTok." Bring back the Spanish guitar, dude. You know? <sighs> God, I don't know, man. Watch that becomes the thing that you're known. For. There's like, is this? Is this? Is, <laughs> that was the thing too. When I started becoming known for that guy, I was just like, "Ugh," because I I liked playing it, but I also kind of felt like I. I kind of just want to stop doing the character thing and just start doing regular stand-up. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So social media, Instagram, uh, the handle is Aristotle. So it's like Air Jordan, A-I-R, and then underscore Stottle, S-T-O-T-L-E. Other than that, I mean, I have, I'm just, I'm directing a thing right now um, and a couple other specials that are coming up. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, if you really want to find me, which I doubt you do, <laughs> You just, you know, Google or Instagram. Yeah, Nobody's going to want to. Nobody wants to find me, dude. Nobody cares. Oh, well, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. There could be someone. Ins- I should have a podcast. Maybe then people want to talk to me. Yeah, dude. Bring it on, man. And you got to do it in a hovercraft. So For sure. Yeah. <laughs> but. It'll be called Hovercast. Oh, dude. Oh, my. Honestly, that would probably catch on just the for hovercast? the gimmick. Just for the gimmick alone. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Nobody will ever know that we're not actually on a hovercraft. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Especially if you don't do video. Fuck it. Even yeah. if you do video, you could mime, a, you know, make a makeshift bullshit yeah. power wheel uh, hovercraft. So Here, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you on this story, even though I'm the most long winded person you've ever met in your life. Um, Evan Cassidy. So yeah. So our Evan Cassidy's a bit, he's mentioned a lot. He's in, he's been on this podcast. This is his network that I'm putting this out on. So the cast man, the first time you met Mr. Evan Cassidy. (laughs) So, um, we're doing this comedy competition in, at the Irvine improv and the lady who's running it, she worked at the improv. I think she comes up to me and she says, do you have anything else that you because she, everybody knew that that character was not me. Yeah. So, is there? Do you have anything else you can do? And I was like, 
I mean, yeah, but why? Why are you asking? It's like, there's this other guy. He's like a foreign guy who plays guitar. I was like, oh, really? It's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wh- uh, wh- where is he? He's like, he's over there. And and I was like, okay, well, I don't know. I was like, well, I can't really talk to him because he doesn't speak English. He's, his English is not that great. Evan was playing playing the character from the beginning. From the from, he was he he was he's like been Sasha Brent Cohen just dedicated kind of yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And so, uh, which you know, I mean, I probably if I were left to my own devices, I probably would have done that too. But I had like you know friends that were in stand up already, and they were just like, don't do that. That'd be crazy. Uh, but he was already doing that. And uh, I didn't know. And I was like, hey, um, sorry, I think we're doing very similar material, but I, I, I don't know if that's going to be a problem for you. And then he was he was like, I, I don't know, sorry, I don't understand what you was telling you for. What would you say? <laughs> and I was like, uh, uh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then so we performed. I don't really recall what happened that night. But later, I got his info. He gave it to me. I can't remember. And then we met at like a food court or something. And then he just came clean. Yeah. <laughs> that was a character the whole time. I was like, motherfucker. And I kind of knew it, but kind of didn't. Yeah. Um, but that's how I met Evan. And ever since then, we've kind of had that, that, uh, that connection of playing like the foreign guy. That's or whatever. so funny. Yeah. He's yeah. talked about that. He's told me, yeah, he's great. He, he's a yeah, great guy. I yeah. love Evan. No, totally. I don't see him enough. Yeah, no, he's great. You should do uh, some of his shows. Uh, and they're fantastic. Like, yeah, the, the, his, to me, he is one of the like the best rooms. If especially if you're starting comedy, because he's so welcoming. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah. You don't really get that. And you know, he's doing the the fuck yeah thing, which is very. What is that? It's it's just a, a, a theory of 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 positivity. You know. He oh, just, nice. Yeah, he had some stuff like, you know, he was running the anchor bar, which is like become this legend now and uh-huh. it's funny talking about orange county comedy and we have a lot of people that were or- originally orange county comics on this show and you know it's kind of cool to delve into that but yeah a lot of people uh like have now come out of orange county like you know the mean bo- like keith carey Connor mcspad and uh, robin tran uh katie french there's mm-hmm. all these people that have come from orange county now and uh Olivia Grace, like with the, a lot of the roast battle, actually, they kind of got in through. Keith but. Carey, he, uh, tell, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he writes uh, with Candace Thompson for Lights Out Now and stuff. And uh, What does he look like? He, he's like a, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's thinner now. Of. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 hilarious. Let me he's just, because so if it's good. who I'm thinking of, I I kind of called it a long time ago. I was like, "Oh, that guy. He's really, really good." Oh, He's yeah. Nice when I first when I first started getting up, it was over there, and it was like that class of of people. And uh, yeah, Evan has has uh, kind of got like a it's like a farm team. A lot of people come out and they actually get stage time, and you know, he's very uh, supportive and. Uh, I can't find anything. It's okay. I'm sure it's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. No, um, he's he's great. He's so funny. We had him on. He worked. Yeah, he's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's now kind of a place where people have come up, and it's funny because a lot of people that that are ignorant to it, so they they just laugh about Orange County. But like, dude, this is this is a great place to cut your teeth. And yeah, so, I mean, it's probably gotten better. You know, like I remember when when we were. I swear to God, we're gonna. Gonna I know it's been going forever, but it's all right. It's, uh, all right. it's uh, so I'm sorry if I'm keeping you. Uh, yeah, the, the the big club at the time when Orange County was kind of like really, you know, like this hotbed of, of stand up hotbed, whatever, uh, was called Martini Blues. I'm sure you heard the name of yeah. it. Yeah. 
that yeah. was kind of but it it was it was interesting because I feel like at the time the kind of material you would end up cultivating in Orange County um made kind of a very particular you know group of people laugh <clears throat> and it didn't necessarily work sometimes in in more uh I don't know culturally uh I don't want to say diverse but you know um you know just it did a lot of times it didn't work very well in LA sometimes sometimes handy I feel like the best places in in California I mean I don't know what it's like now Orange County I'm sure it's gotten a lot better it's uh but I, th- I remember at that time it it all kind of stemmed from all the things that Martini Blues had created and Martini Blues was great in the sense that it really created a lot of stage time for people who didn't know they wanted to do stand-up you know yeah um but uh but it's just like you know uh you know where where you where you start where you perform the most will dictate heavily the type of material you end up writing it's not that it's not that you're going to do you know you know you're going to intentionally write terrible jokes it's like you know you you throw all these jokes on the wall and you see which one sticks with that particular audience and then you, you know if you're a good comic you're listening to your audience and then you're kind of you know you're writing those jokes based on the things that they like about you yeah but sometimes you know uh they they that that audience they would like certain jokes that just didn't really they weren't really uh, not my favorite material that i would put together you know um los angeles was even kind of worse yeah you know like you know meta jokes were meta jokes work really really well in los angeles because most of the people that are there watching your material are other comics or other performers or other actors right so it's like they're gonna get it because it's making fun of the thing that they relate to which is the thing that you relate to because you're 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 both in the same fucking industry yeah yeah you know what i mean totally and so then it becomes like that's why i think meta was so huge and still is kind of big in, in los angeles because yeah. it's like oh that's so funny because that's my life yeah you do have meta stuff in like something like you know idaho not or idaho or let's say chicago yeah, you yeah. know what i mean not really gonna do fucking well right no. that's why like chicago comics are really great in the sense that they they write it's kind of like new york light obviously i mean yeah i i think the best places to write material in my opinion if you were to if you if anybody out here if anybody listened to this one be like where do i go to cal in california go write material i would probably go to san francisco um or maybe even san diego i think those are the two best places in in yeah san diego yeah san diego there's a lot of guys that i'll meet that are great joke writers and it's because there's just such a, a solid, uh, uh, I think it's a great place for it. Yeah, I think so. It's because it's like there's there's a lot of real, like, you know, people. Yeah. And they get crowds. Right, right. And yeah, I think it's a great, great place. Uh, New but, York, I think, is the best of, of oh, all, yeah. all over the country. Like, if I, if, if I had the ability to start over again, I would probably go to New York. Yeah. I think just the frequency of the amount of mics you can do, and then on top of that, you know, the general education of the population is pretty, pretty high. And then, and then on top of all that, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know that statistic if that's really true or not, but, um, there, uh, you know, there's just real people, you know, you, you, in the audience is, you know, you could have people in finance or construction or like doctors or whatever. Like it's not all fucking comedians. It's not yeah, yeah, all yeah. fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's any, any time like I'm, I feel like I'm doing material over like in, a, in an environment where it's like a homogenized audience where they're all kind of the same people. That's when I'm like, Oh, this is not, this is not good. Yeah. You want to get a hodgepodge of like yeah. variety of yeah, yeah, yeah. people. And yeah, I always think about that too. Cause yes, yeah, so there's some rooms where you could just tell it's like, you know, it's all, it's all inbred, 
No, no, I don't know, no, but it's just inbred in a way. In a way, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Where they're all very like culturally, they just it's it's uh, you know if you make a reference to uh, uh, Fullerton JC, you might murder, you know. But sure. uh, yeah, yeah. But I totally feel like that's uh, the, anywhere you can get a diverse audience is yeah is, is wonderful. I mean, diverse is like any lot, walk of life, any line of work. Um, in New York, obviously, there's just so much there, you know, uh-huh. there's so much in one place. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, in L.A., uh, yeah, it's it's a love-hate thing with L.A. that, that I have. But uh, There are good rooms in L.A., don't get me wrong. Yeah, 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 But it's just like you do end up writing a lot of like L.A. kind of material. Yeah, you like know I, I mean? was stuck in trap. No, I don't know why I'm doing a New but York. You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just do a Vince Scully impression for all eternity and it'll it'll be okay. So uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that's uh, the only impression I do is a Vince Scully impression, uh, and he's been retired and he's like 98 years old. But uh, <laughs> that's my ba- my big closer. I probably got to change that if I ever plan on touring. But uh, yeah, no, um, keep it. See what happens. Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, thank you all for listening to Robert Land. This is Vince Scully, and I'm going to play with my Dodger dog. That's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Tommy Lasorda is here stuffing his fat pig-like face with Dodger dogs. If there's one thing Tommy wants, it's another fucking hot attack topped with mustard and ketchup. <laughs> yep. That's well, really good. Thank you, man. I just want to end on me being fucking cool and like making you laugh and yeah. stiff. So, Steve. <laughs> all right, dude. All right, man. Well, thank you guys for listening Start to Robert up, Land. Thank you, Aristotle. Thank you for having me. Of course. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Just sticky and so sweet, you